Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello and welcome to a live edition of the Cyclone Insider Podcast and live video stream. Thanks for joining us after Iowa State's 62-14 to loss to TCU, ending what ultimately turned out to be an incredibly disappointing and frustrating season for Iowa State that now heads into Randy, I think, an absolutely critical offseason where I think a lot of self-evaluation, a lot of self-reflection, and to use what Matt Campbell said after the game today, soul-searching is going to have to go on to see how they turn it around because the I think really probably for the first time ever under Campbell, there isn't universal optimism about where the program was heading. You know, I think after year one, even with the whatever they were, three and nine season, you, you could feel that things were trending the right way and that Campbell knew what he was doing. I think even after that disappointing finish to 2019, there was still the recognition that you were getting a lot of talented players back on both sides of the ball. And then after last season, sure, everybody knew you were losing some of the best players in program history, but everybody felt like Campbell had proved himself time and time again that if you know this team probably wasn't going to compete for a Big 12 championship this year, but it was at least going to can push, continue to move the ball forward. And that's absolutely not what happened. And now you go into this offseason where your offense is in shambles, your special teams is a mess, and I think you're looking – I don't know what Campbell's ultimately going to do, but I think there is a lot on the table in terms of options for change because I don't think you can do what Iowa State did this year, specifically offensively, and not make changes. Now, we can talk about what those might be, but I don't know, man. Do you want to talk about this 62-14 thumping? Because it, no. was, it, was, it was not competitive from the get-go. No, it was not at all. 24 nothing before we got to the second quarter. Yeah, I, I think – I think this whole thing is about what kind of off-season changes he makes. He's got to he's got to show something that that they're going to make improvement. And of the four offensive coaches, I think only two of them are safe. And I probably get blowback on one of them, but I think obviously Shieldhouse is safe. Um, Joel Gordon is safe, and people wonder about Joel Gordon, the quarterbacks coach. Hunter Deckers wasn't great this year, but. I kind of give Hunter Dickers a pass because he played behind one of the worst offensive lines I've ever seen. Um, plus, I kind of give Hunter, I kind of give Gordon a pass because he coached statistically the best quarterback in Iowa State history. He didn't all of a sudden get bad. So I don't I don't I think those two guys are safe now. Jeff Myers, the offensive line coach, I really think his rumps warm, and Tom Manning. I don't know. Everybody knows his, their, him and Campbell's relationship. And like you pointed out a few times, when 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 Manning went to the where did he go to Indianapolis for a year, Campbell did not hire behind him. He kept that he kept that position open. So that showed me a lot. And and in reality, yeah, okay, there were some questionable play calls. 
give him I'd like to see those calls with a healthy healthy running backs and with an offensive line that was that was not substandard um and and, and see and see what happens but uh and I and and why did I mention Shieldhouse? Maybe he'll have some of his he's coaching the the receivers and he's coaching um the running backs. Maybe he, those are two key positions. Maybe he'll have some of that some of that load lightened. And I forgot to mention another coach I know is safe is, is the tight ends coach, um, Taylor Mauser. He's Mouse is safe, but uh, um, yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be really interesting to, to keep an eye on, on um, what's going on with, with Iowa state in the off season. And that's just the coaches, my gosh, what's going to happen with the portal. Well, um, Randy, let me stop you there. Let's talk about the coaching staff a little bit more. Cause I think people, <laughs> are going to want to hear about that. And I guess the one thing that I would give pushback to you about, which is not saying that you're wrong, but to play devil's advocate, I think you're right about Shieldhouse. I think Campbell sees him as a budding star in the coaching yeah. profession. I think you saw what the wide receivers have done under his tutelage. I think you've seen, you know, despite the running game struggles this year, both Jirel Brock and Cartavius Norton had big, big moments. And if, had they stayed healthy, maybe we're talking about a different – Iowa State offense and certainly Iowa State running game. But I think the the devil's advocate argument against Gordon being completely safe is, yes, he coached the statistically the best quarterback in Iowa State history, the most winning quarterback in Iowa State history in Brock Purdy. But this is also year three that he's had Hunter Deckers. And Deckers did not look ready to compete at the Big 12 level day in and day out. Now, you can say that was because of the offensive line. You can say that it was because of the running game, and I'm not even saying you're wrong about those things. But I think in terms of if you're Matt Campbell and you're looking at why things went the way they did this year, I don't think you can look at the quarterback position and feel like that went swimmingly well. Like Deckers finishes the year with 14 interceptions. That might end up being the most in the country. And, again, like first-year starter but third year in the program, third, third year under Gordon and under Tom Manning. So, again, I, I think that everybody's got to be under evaluation here, and I don't think the quarterback position is any different, both for the coach and for the player. Deckers you know, is in a sling today during the game with his right shoulder. Campbell said he thought he'd be fine, but they had to get some more tests done. But, you know, I don't know that you can go into spring where it's Deckers' job, no questions asked. No way. I think you got to have some competition there, whether it's from Rocco Becht I don't know if uh, J.J. Cole is going to be an early enrollee or you got to go to the portal and have somebody that credibly can push Hunter Deckers for that job. You know, Maybe Deckers is ultimately the guy. Like maybe he wins the job, but I do think he's got to compete for it or Iowa State's going to be putting itself in not the best position it can be. You know, and I wonder how healthy Deckers was towards, towards the end of the season. There were times today um, where I, I'm thinking that <laughs> – Midway through the season, when he took off on some of those runs, that he did, he just didn't didn't look himself today when when he was running, uh, like he did during during the mid mid season. He he looked a lot stronger then than he does now. And and granted, that happens when when the season's been wearing on. But uh, I'd heard some rumblings about him being a little dinged up. But uh, um, you know they they continued to play him, and which everybody's everybody's dinged up now at this time of the year. But um, um, I, I guess I can't argue with, with what you're saying about Joel Gordon. But uh, um, it's just a matter of how, 
<clears throat> excuse me, how massive these changes are going to be. Um, you've, you've also got to preserve some sort of stability with these with these players. And was JJ Cole? Um, was Joel Gordon one of the one of the reasons JJ Cole came to Iowa State? For example, I I know I know his dad, Jamie was is a you know there's a, there's a legacy thing there. I get that. Um, I don't know. I guess I guess we'll have to to wait and see. Um, I think and maybe there are changes <laughs> with the staff. Like we know Campbell was incredibly loyal and brought a lot of these guys over from Toledo. You know, I, I don't know that it's a foregone conclusion you're going to see a ton of staff changes. I think it's – at this point, I think it's probably more likely than not, but I don't know that it's a guarantee. Yeah, and I'd really like to see a special teams coach, but you and I both know that's not happening. I mean, I did not get the impression tonight that that's something Campbell's – Yeah, he's been adamant about that for years, that he's he's not going to have a dedicated special teams coach. And I, I do not get it, but um, – I guess we'll have to have to trust he knows what he's what he's doing in 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 that respect. But certainly, special teams and and, and a place kicker is is wide open as far as as far as not only competition on the team but but also in the portal, um, and that's that's going to be huge both ways. That portal goes both ways. You got to get some offensive linemen in the portal. You've got to get some some offensive linemen that are. Um, that are veterans and they'll be there. They will be out there. And you've I, like, and like you said, I think you need a, a quarterback that, that uh, at least provides some sort of, some sort of competition and you can just revamp the whole special teams for, for what I think for my, you know, for my worth thing, because my gosh, I mean, you had two missed field goals today. <clears throat> you had a snap go over the, the, the punter's head and um, hit the ref in the, in the stomach or wherever it hit him. Um, that's horrible. And it, it's embarrassing. <laughs> I read, I read some of your, your quotes from, from Deshaun Hanukkah, and, and they were right on. Um, he's, he's later down the line, you know, and he, it, he sounds like he's looking forward to, to next year, but he's also wants to play on a better Iowa State football team. So, We'll see. We'll see what happens there. And, and I mentioned that's the, the difficulty with the transfer portal too, Randy, because it's going to be hard to attract high-level players to a team right. that just went one and eight. And not only that, but on the offensive side of the ball, where you need the most help, if there's not major changes either in coaching or philosophy, it's going to be hard <laughs> to attract high-level players. And then don't think for a second that there aren't coaches all across the country calling up some of the better Iowa State exactly. players, high school coaches or their brothers or their cousins and being like, hey, man, you guys just went one and eight. Why don't you uh, take a peek over here and see what we're doing? I mean, and you know who the dead. follow and you know who the follow up call will be from that coach. That will be that coach's bag man. It 100 percent will be that coach's bag man. Exactly. No question. You know, I, hey, I hear you just talked to coach so and so. Hey, dude, I've got one point. $3 million, $1.2 million over three years I can offer you. You know, it's going to happen. Maybe not that much. Um, although I've heard that that price tag out there for a player, not an Iowa State player. But, um, yeah, it's 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 going to happen. And I don't know whether Iowa State can play can play that kind of hardball. And and maybe they don't want to. I don't know. Maybe maybe they don't want to. But, but um, 
you know, you, Matt Campbell's talked about this program being developmental. Okay, I'll give you that. It's developmental in most positions, but when's the last time Iowa State had an offensive lineman developed so well that he went to the to the NFL? Let's see, 2013, Carter Bykowski. That's a long, long time. There's been a lack of development in the offensive line. Yeah, again, I think the the bottom line that just got underscored today is that this is a huge offseason for Iowa State. Certainly not. I don't want to paint too dire of a position here because the defense was still fantastic all year long. The recruiting has been at an incredibly high level for the last few seasons. It seems to be going apace. And, you know, it was just two years ago that Iowa State was getting ready to play in the Big 12 title game this time of year and going on to win the Fiesta Bowl. But I think the, the larger point here is, is that once you reach those highs, it's really hard to stay there. And the fight against backsliding and erosion is incredibly difficult. And if you don't stem the tide or stop the bleeding before it becomes irreversible, you get into big trouble. Things can get away from you quickly at the highest level of college football. And I think that's where Iowa State finds itself, is if you're able to turn the tide and get things back pointed in a different direction. Right now, with this offseason, you, you're you digging out of a much, 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 much shallower hole than potentially you will be if this thing continues to go offensively the way it has been going to where, you know, maybe that maybe it gets away from you and you're looking back at 2020 and being like, damn, that was that was a long time ago and a very different program ago. Let's throw in the, the fact the factor also that you're recruiting and you're, you'll be coaching in a new conference, essentially, because BYU, Cincinnati, Houston and Central Florida, they're coming in next year. It's going to be 14 teams. They're coming in. You're coaching against a You'll be coaching against different opponents. Um, so, yeah, you've got to step up your game a little bit. I think Iowa, Iowa State can hold its own with, with um, you know, everybody except Cincinnati. And, and I don't know, maybe Cincinnati, depending on what Fickle does. But um, yeah, Ryan Day's all of a sudden on the hot seat. I know, exactly. Oh, my gosh, how about that stupidity? But, um, um, yeah, did you see notice Gene Smith? Did you see any of that game? Gene Smith was on the sidelines at the end of the game, and he did not look happy. But um, be that as it may, um, yeah, I, there's this is. I think this is a very big off season. I mean, just for the the problems or the problems, the factors that we mentioned, plus the newness of the big of the Big Twelve next year. And are we ever going to get a schedule? By the way, number four TCU beats Iowa State sixty-two to fourteen. May have punch its ticket to the college football playoff, regardless of what it does next weekend at AT&T Stadium in the Big 12 championship game. Meanwhile, Iowa State finishes a disappointing season in with easily its worst game of the year, finishing 4-8 and eight overall, 1-8 and eight in the Big 12, and now uh, kind of stares into the abyss here a little bit into an offseason that is, I think, begging for change or at least begging for self-evaluation after a – you know, what can really only be termed a horrendous offensive performance uh, over the last nine games. We'll see what happens. Be sure to be locked into DesMoinsRegister.com, the Cyclone Insider podcast feeds, as Randy and I bring you all the off-season coverage you can handle. And, oh, by the way, the Iowa State men's basketball team just knocked off the number one team in the country, and the women's uh, program is one of the best in the country and is also playing for a Phil Knight Invitational championship on Sunday. So uh, lots to be paying attention to over the next month for Iowa State Athletics. He's Randy Peterson. I'm Travis Hines. This has been the Cyclone Insider 
podcasts and live stream. Thanks for listening. We'll catch you next time. Just going to run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts.